Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I'd like to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. Now, my goal is to be at your service, to provide you with information that you can use to empower yourself. The knowledge you get allows you ideas that will help you save more of your money to meet your goals over your lifetime. But there are times that you are disappointed in me. You feel like I gave bad guidance, bad information, or that I'm just flat out wrong. That's why at Clark.com, we have the opportunity for you to give me that feedback at our Clark Stinks Forum. And so if you feel I've stepped out of line, let me know. And others can read what you've said, your opinions. They can comment on them. They can agree, disagree. And weekly, our producer, Krista, goes through your posts on Clark Stinks and shares highlights of them with you right here on the air. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. You say highlights, some say lowlights. Ha <laughs> ha. Clark advised a caller to buy gas using a credit card with 4 to 6% back on gas because Clark says that is a very common benefit. I haven't seen a card like that in years, so I excitedly started searching for one. All I can find are cards with fees or rotating categories. Maybe a person who drives an electric car shouldn't give advice on how to buy gasoline. Ooh. No, let me tell you what's worse. To be someone who drives an electric car and I carry one card that gives 5% cash back on gas and another that gives 4% cash back on gas, and I can't benefit from either one. one you can is, buy us gas if you want. I could. <laughs> and I could think about the fact I'm saving all that money, spending money <laughs> buying you gas. So the Sam's Club cards, 5% cash back. The Costco cards, 4% cash back. Sam's Club's a MasterCard, the Costco's a Visa. And if you go to credit card tune-up and look at the cards that are gas rewards cards, you'll see the ones that don't do that crazy rotating thing. I, I cannot handle the rotating award thing on cards. And so you can find bonafide deals. If you are a Sam's Club or Costco member, your deal is already baked in because neither of those cards have an annual fee. Clark's answer answer to that amazing 16-year-old who received a $5,000 cash scholarship was way too complicated and violated his own rules. He suggested that she put the $5,000 into a 529 plan. She has two years before she starts college. That is too short a time frame for an investment. And if she opens the 529 plan in her name, that money will be used to calculate financial aid, so she will need to use it in her first year to better qualify for aid in the future years. At 16, she probably has little taxable income. If she put the $5,000 into a parking space, Clark's term for money needed within five years, she will earn maybe $50 to $75 in interest. It probably would not be taxable to her. On the other hand, she was so amazing, she will probably get a full ride wherever she goes. 
you were right. She was so amazingly impressive. And the 529 advice may not have been the right advice for her, but I was actually thinking of it in a completely different way than our poster. I was thinking that this was a kid who was going to scholarship out and would probably need 529 money for graduate school. And so then there would be a long time period for that money to grow tax-free and then ultimately to be used tax-free. And that was how I came up with the guidance I did. Maybe I did overthink it. A caller to the podcast last week was worried about his brother who had been burned by credit cards in the past and didn't want them in his life anymore. This prompted our fearless leader to trot out his oft-repeated advice of keeping a card but only using it twice a year for gasoline just to keep it active. There's nothing pungent about this advice, but if the brother is afraid of having the plastic in his possession, perhaps not the best approach. A lazier alternative with less temptation is to find out which of your utilities has a free monthly auto pay option, sign up for it using the credit card, and then immediately toss the card into the shredder. That way, the card stays active and you don't have to remember to use it. You don't pay any more than you would have otherwise. And if you want to make an impulsive purchase, you have to ring the issuer and wait, for, wait a week for a new card to arrive in the mail. That is a great suggestion. I love that. Clark's rant about the price of bottled water in Texas due to Harvey would earn him an F in Wal- from Walter Williams, the famous economics professor from George Mason. Since you went to American, you may not think that much of the rival down the road. Clark- George Mason is not our rival. Forget it. <laughs> but go on. With- Clark's <laughs> rant was emotional and not based on what would be the best for the people in the area. The prices changed our information our information. In times of scarcity, the prices go up. That is a signal to the market more is needed. So people with access to the scarce commodity would be incented to bring more of it, the bottled water in this case, to the location where it's needed. They do this they do this only because they can earn enough to make it worth their while. Otherwise, why go to the trouble of going to the flooded area? They would just keep selling it for the standard price where they are already. But the price goes up. Sellers have an incentive to bring their supplies to the area where they earn more. And by doing so, it will help alleviate the shortage. In addition, it signals the buyers to buy less, meaning more will be available for others. If the price stayed the same as during normal times, people would hoard the scarce asset. With higher prices, they'll be less likely to do so, meaning more will be available for others. Dr. Williams often uses a different example of a scarce commodity, hotel rooms, and they explain that. If gas stations were permitted to double their prices, then people would buy less voluntarily. That means that more gas would be available for others and shortages alleviated. Clark, time to rethink this to improve your grade in Dr. Williams' class. Show them what those American U grads are made of. (laughs) Thank you for your post. Do we have a name on that one? Nope. No. All right. So classic economic theory is what we're talking about here. I am a big believer in free markets, obviously. I believe in free movement of goods and people. I believe that you use price as a signal. Gasoline, as an example, is not fully what's known as price elastic, meaning that even as the price goes up, demand does not fall by an equal percent because there's a certain amount of gasoline people need just to get to where they need to go. In the aftermath of a hurricane, natural disaster, a man-made one, there is an opportunity for profiteers to gouge. There is a reasonable move by government to override price signaling, classic economics, 
and prevent price gouging in times of desperation. People need to have water to drink in order to live. To gouge people on water is an unacceptable thing. That's why I bashed Best Buy for raising the price of water in one of their stores to 40 some odd dollars a case, where you can go into a warehouse club and buy a case of water for a couple of dollars. And speaking of which, it ignores the altruism of so many people in a time of an emergency. Think of all the people that put their lives on the line as volunteers during Hurricane Harvey and its aftermath. So it is a reasonable role for government for a very short period of time to prevent price gouging because you should not take advantage of people in a moment of desperation or national or local emergency. And that's said by somebody who believes in total free market activity. This would be an asterisk to that. Mr. Howard. Oh, boy. Your advice about sharing college books stinks more than a rebloomed T-shirt from a Costco after spending a week in your gym bag. Today <laughs> is a new age of college book ripoffs. The book manufacturers have made it impossible to truly save by sharing books. The codes come with the books and are by far the majority of the price, even if you buy the codes separately. The Monopoly book companies sell to the professors when the students end up having to foot the bill. This has been a problem for a long time is the publishing houses going to the professors, getting them to do these customized books that put students on a tight budget into a real burden. And I plead with you, if you are a college instructor or professor, please stop using these hyper-custom instruction booklets, uh, online material, the rest, because you are creating an unreasonable burden on your students. Standardizing your texts and customizing your classroom lectures would be a way that you could make the books much more affordable for your students. This may be one of my favorite Clark Stinks posts ever. That's quite a buildup, Krista. Should I I do a drum roll for you? I see London, I see France, I smell Clarkie's underpants. Not really. Clark is still my dude. On the podcast, a gentleman called in with questions about contributing to an IRA if he made too much money. The old standby answer of converting to a, tradi- a traditional to a Roth applied. But then Clark said, except if you have any other existing IRAs. Oh, sweet calamine lotion, I thought. Finally, some advice that pertains to me. But no, old Mr. Howard did not expand on those special circumstances as the caller did not have any other IRAs. Anyway, I was hoping that Clark was going to expand his explanation of what the fellow was to do if he had pre-existing IRAs, as that is the boat I find myself floating in now. I was hoping for a good old plain English synopsis by Mr. Howard. Thanks, guys. And I love the podcast. I binge listen weekly as I do all the yard work on the house I was able to purchase thanks to many of the Clark.com strategies. Am I really going to answer that after I was called Mr. Howard three times? How about the title? Yeah. I smell Clarkie's underpants. Yeah, right. You really love that, huh? (laughs) Okay. I like funny. So the thing is that you have to do, let's see if this works as a simple explanation. 
if you follow the backdoor Roth advice and you put money into a non-deductible IRA in a year that you're not eligible income-wise to put money into a Roth, what you then have to do is, in order to convert that to a Roth, you have to convert all the money you have in traditional IRAs and non-deductible in order to make it a working strategy. You can't just select the non-deductible IRA money and move it to a Roth. Everything has to go. So in that year, it's very painful because you generate a big tax bill converting traditional IRAs into Roths all in one fell swoop. Clark needs to re-emphasize Priceline's policy of never, ever, under any circumstances, allowing a refund. I booked two rooms for a short trip near the Hearst Castle attraction in California. A week before the trip, doctors found a brain tumor in my wife, and she needed immediate surgery. I am so sorry. I know. Canceled the trip and lost more than $750. It was my very first time using Priceline. It would take me forever and a day to save up $750 on future bookings. I will obviously never use them again. Priceline stock, however, has gone from $1,000 a share to $2,000 a share since my experience, so a lot of people must like the experience. I just feel so terrible for what you and your wife are going through, and I hope that she has a successful recovery from her brain tumor. The non-refundability of Priceline is part of how you get such a good deal, but one of the changes going on in the hotel business is that hotels, even booking direct, are offering more and more non-refundable room rates. You have to look closely at terms and conditions. When you see a 20% early booking discount or whatever on a hotel booking direct, let's say at Marriott site or something like that, you will also notice if you look closely, it'll say in terms non-refundable. The hotel industry is following the airlines down the path of non-refundability. And what I suggest is that you use a credit card that provides travel insurance if you use that credit card to buy your trip. And there are more and more that just throw in trip insurance with the card at no cost to you as a card benefit. I appreciate all your posts. I want to hear from you. Please go to Clark.com and go to Clark Stinks. Let me know how I can serve you better. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Les is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Les. How are you today? Hi, Clark. Fine, thank you. So how can I serve you? My question to you is that my FICO score is all over the place. One of my credit cards, it's 702. Uh, another one of my credit cards is 717. And the another credit card is 659. Now, well, the 717 to 702, that doesn't worry me. The 659, that one worries me. Are they telling okay. you if they are sending you a Vantage score or a FICO score? Or do they That's tell you? FICO score. FICO score. It is a FICO. Yeah. And now, can I, can I mention, uh, you also, you mentioned it to uh, Credit Karma. Yes. Okay. 
My TransUnion score on that is 669. My Equifax is 648. Now, I just don't understand why it's all over the place here. Well, each credit bureau has different stuff about you on the report. Okay. So each score is going to be different depending on which bureau they're pulling from. Because if I'm, let's say I'm a visa issuer, uh-huh. I can choose which credit bureau I'm going to pay to inquire with and provide information to. Okay. So people may provide information to zero, one, two, or all three major credit bureaus. Okay. And that's why there will be a difference one to another. Have you ever heard me mention the website annualcreditreport.com? Yes. You, If you haven't done it, you can go and once a year, you can pull all three copies of your credit reports for free and right. see, put them side by side, and see where the information on them is different. And also what's so important about that is seeing if there's something listed on a report that's wrong. It would yeah. be impacting your score. Right, right. And then you can challenge it. So all of us have perhaps 60, 80 different credit scores, depending on what information they're drawing on and what type of credit score it is, whether it's for a mortgage, a car, credit card application, insurance, whatever type of inquiry. So they are always going to be different one to another and one report to another. But what you need to see is, is there something there that's just flat out not true that's hurting your score? And that's why your next step would be annualcreditreport.com. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main website. Clarkdeals.com, where you go to get the bargains. And let me tell you something. This is no bargain at all I'm about to share with you. The worst data breach in the history of the computer era was announced by Equifax, one of the three major credit bureaus. And you know how in California they're always talking about the big one, the big one. When does the giant earthquake come that changes life as you know it in California? This is the equivalent for your personal information. This attack on you and me, carelessly allowed to happen by Equifax, is so severe and so extreme that it will require a lifetime of change on your and my part. First, let me tell you what's involved here. The criminals have your name, your birth date, your current address and all prior addresses, your social security number, and for many people, your driver's license number and credit card number or numbers. This is in the United States, roughly two out of three adults with a credit file have their information out there. And in addition, Equifax didn't discriminate against other parts of the world. 
This also hit people in Canada and Europe. So Equifax has created a problem in the entire Western world, minus Australia and New Zealand. This is so severe, I need to make sure you understand this is not one of those times that you just say, oh, I'm powerless, there's nothing I can do. Do not be numb to this, because this information is so powerful in the hands of criminals that it will allow people for decades to come until we come up with a new way of verifying identity and establishing who you are for getting credit. This information is so solid in the hands of criminals that they can impersonate you to go sign up for a cell phone plan. They can impersonate you to go buy a house, buy a car, get credit as if they're you, rent an apartment as if they're you. Any financial transaction that someone wants to do, they now have the keys to the kingdom because of Equifax's carelessness. So Equifax is saying, we're really sorry, and what we're going to offer you is a free year of credit monitoring, the biggest joke ever. Second, Equifax has a special website where supposedly you can go see if you're affected. The website has crashed for now. But even when you go to the website, the information you're getting is nonsense. If you call Equifax's customer no service, which is farmed out, there are multiple reports today that people are being told by the people answering the phone they don't know what they're talking about. They haven't even been briefed on the fact this data breach happened. Equifax has always and will always have utter and complete contempt for you and me as consumers. They do not care about us. We are just data points to be collected, cataloged, and sold off over and over again to their real customers, which are the people that pay for spy information on you and me. I hold them beneath contempt because they have always held you and me beneath contempt. Now, let me tell you how awful this company is. The supposedly free credit monitoring, the whole reason they're offering it is the terms of service say that you will not be able to sue them for the harm that occurs to you because of their data breach. These people are not just scum. They are underhanded, dirty scum and incompetent. So let me tell you the reality. And this is going to make me sound like one-trick pony Clark. There is only one remedy today that you can do that will be of service to you. Don't even worry about whether the clowns there say on their database when you can finally get to it, whether you were or were not a victim of their incompetence. What you need to do is you need to set up a credit freeze. They will be there for you for the rest of your life. Credit freeze is a simplified process where, unfortunately, you have to pay, depending on the state, from 0 to $10 for Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian to put your identity for the purposes of obtaining credit into the deep freeze. You will have a secret code with each bureau that will be different with each bureau, Make sure you put those secret codes in a place where you won't forget where you put them because you need them if you ever go to apply for credit. Because not only does it shut the criminals down hard and cold, 
It shuts you down if you can't find your codes. This is serious. Do not waste time setting up a credit freeze. But know that time is on the side of the criminals because they've got as much time as they want to mess up your life. Now, one thing I would like you to do, go to creditkarma.com first because once your credit's frozen, you won't be able to be a Credit Karma customer. Set up the ability to monitor your credit, your scores, and look at your report whenever you want completely for free. And then... At Clark.com, we have a simple guide for you to use by state to set up the credit freeze that you need to do immediately. And Equifax, shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. And we're going to have to develop a new method in the United States because of you to verify people's identity and check people's history in order to extend credit. Is it Cranthy? Yes, Clark, that's Cranty. I got it right. Welcome yes. to the Clark Howard Show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You're thinking of doing something that is going to require that you go find the closest, not single bank branch to rob, but maybe <laughs> three branches to rob. Correct. What are you yeah. thinking of doing? Yep. So uh, I'm planning on vacation end of the year, so uh, to Hawaii. So I've been shopping and um, for I'm looking at bread and breakfast uh, to keep the cost low. But the flight tickets are too expensive, so I wanted to take your advice on, you know, what's the way to get it lower. So going to Hawaii during the Christmas New Year's period is scary expensive, including not just the flight, but car rentals those two weeks are very, very expensive. Okay. It is a hard one to do. Are you on the East Coast or West Coast? Uh, I'm in Southeast. Okay, so you're, gosh, you're, you may be looking at $1,500 a ticket? Right. That's not including the, between the island tickets. So maybe eighteen or 1900 all in. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you have your heart set on going to Hawaii during Christmas, New Year's? Because if you went another time of year, you could do it for probably less than half the cost. Right. I mean, I, I thought about it, actually. My wife had, you know, forced vacation during that time. Okay. So if she were to take a vacation other part, other time, you know, then uh, she's going with loss of pay, something like that. Okay, that's, so that's I can it. only help you mitigate the damage to your wallet by giving you a couple of strategies. On the airfare, buy a ticket to the West Coast because there's a lot more competition than there used to be to Hawaii, but only from the West Coast. So even when you add in the cost of a ticket from the Southeast U.S. to the West Coast, even combined, you should save a substantial amount of dollars per ticket. As far as accommodations, you mentioned bed and breakfast. Have you looked at VRBO? Yes, I did. But they're comparatively lower. Yeah. Okay. Because VRBO is more dominant in the Hawaiian Islands than Airbnb. And you are likely going to find your best bet on accommodations through VRBO. Okay. Sounds good. Now, when you get to each island, you pretty much have to have a car rental in Hawaii. Okay. And as soon as you nail down your flights... 
go ahead and book a car rental, even though they'll be very, very costly. And then when you get closer to travel, like a week out before you fly, I want you to reshop the car rentals and see if you can find better deals than what you first book. Okay, okay. So I'm giving you a lot more work, but if you are set on going to Hawaii during that time, that's going to be the best strategy. Now, does she have any other set vacation times of the year that maybe she might consider going to Hawaii then and maybe going, let's say, to Europe during Christmas, New Year's? You, If you went to Europe during Christmas, New Year's and then went to Hawaii, let's say, next summer, the two trips likely would cost less than the one trip to Hawaii alone at Christmas, New Year's. Interesting. Okay. Just, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep <laughs> any way I can get you to, to rethink Christmas in Hawaii. As wonderful as that idea is, it's a very costly idea. And that's said by somebody who loves, loves, loves Hawaii. I've been to the Hawaiian Islands, and it's a place I look forward to going every chance I can. But one thing I never do is I never go during a holiday because Hawaii is expensive enough just as it is, and I don't like to waste money. Barry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Barry. Hi, Clark. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure, Barry. How can I be of service to you? I'm just interested in uh, using some ETFs as an investment tool, and in research on that, I saw robo-investing also with that. And I was just wondering your opinion on these types of tools. Betterment? Is that one of them you've looked at? I did see that name. I am a fan of that. I'm a fan of what Charles Schwab is doing. Charles Schwab has one called Intelligent Portfolios. Mm -hmm. They'll put together for you. This is a growing area. And there's even an Investopedia article on how to pick what they consider to be the best robo-advisor for your situation. Okay. And I just love this idea of using portfolio management where, based on your general parameters, these robot kind of artificial intelligence tools are able to say, okay, you should have at your age, your situation, your goals, 40% of your money in a broad market ETF, 20% in an international ETF, 20% in a bond ETF, 20% in an emerging market ETF, whatever it is. I love that because the most important thing is to be well diversified and to have the level of risk appropriate for your age and situation. Mm-hmm. And with these robo-advisors, it's so inexpensive to get that done and build the portfolio. So I love it. And I would go read the Investopedia article because they've gone through even some I've never heard of. And you might want to look at the various models, what they cost you, and which one best fits what you're trying to accomplish in putting your investing essentially on autopilot. I'll have to look that up tonight. Okay. Well, best to you and... It is a great way for someone to do what I would call limited service. Instead of totally self-service, you're able to get some tools 
to help you properly gauge the risk that you should be at in your life to get the greatest reward and still be able to sleep well at night. Annie is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Annie. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thank you for taking my call. Certainly. Annie, how can I be of service to you? Well, um, Clark, I have a 22-year-old son who is um, serving at one of our service academies. and um, That's great. Their- Where did he get an appointment? Which one? Um, at the Air Force Academy. Oh, that's such a beautiful, beautiful area. It is. It is gorgeous over there. Anyway, as part of their commitment, they're offered a $35,000 loan at the beginning of their junior year, which is where he, what he's at now, at a 0.5% interest rate. And, and historically, let me tell you what the Service Academy members have done with that money. They go and buy a car. Exactly. That's right. Most of his friends have done that. And in our son's case, he had a 1998 truck that he had when he was in high school, and he couldn't have his vehicle out there until his third year. So he asked us to send that to him instead of buying a new truck. And he called and said, Mom, what should I do with the rest of this money? It's such a low interest rate. You know, what can I do to not touch it but earn back that interest rate plus some, obviously, over the years? How many years cycle is it before it has to be paid back in full? It is five years, and they don't start paying it back until their first paycheck as an officer when they're finished with with the academy. Okay, so the thing is right now, it's so hard to come up with any place to put money that you can earn a great return. At one time, that was like free money. And you could even take the money if you didn't spend it on that new car, and you could put it into a CD and earn 10 times what you were paying in interest. Sure. And there, there is no equivalent now, nothing that would make a big difference. The right. time cycle he has is not long enough to invest it because he has the risk that he could lose money in an investment like an index fund or mutual fund or whatever. So right. it is a tough, tough dilemma because it's like, wait, they're throwing this money at me. What do I do with it? So I would say in the meantime, until and unless there is a better savings opportunity that comes along or something that he would really like or need to purchase, that he simply take the loan and put the money in a savings account that does earn a higher rate of interest. Okay. And it it's very easy online. And so just having the money sit in savings would be steadily more rewarding as interest rates rise. Okay. What about taking the um, 5500 and putting it into an IRA? So he, or is that what you're allowed per year? I'm sorry. Well, you, well he have to have earned income to do okay, okay. A, a Roth or a regular IRA. So, But again, he would be in a position, he'd have to come up with other sources of funds to pay back the loan because you'd want to leave the money in the IRA forever right absolutely okay very good so thank him for his service for me absolutely i certainly will hope it's a great experience it has been so far and thank you so much for taking my call certainly you take care you're listening to the clark howard show i want you to know that i appreciate so much that you've just tuned into our podcast that you had faith in the information and advice you get You want more information from us? 
One of the best ways to get Clark Smart is with our free newsletters, Clark Daily, Clark Deals, and Travel Escape. Sign up now. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if you think I'm wasting your time. Go to clark.com newsletters.